right, all right, all right. Day 302. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, uh, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so today we're in the book of 2 John, and we are coming to the end of the New Testament. And uh, 2 John is a really, really, really short book. And uh, he sounds uh, very much like uh, here. He sounds very much uh, like he does in first John and uh, obviously many themes coming over from the gospel of John. Uh, but it's only 13 verses and uh, he could have fit all of this on one sheet of an ancient papyrus. Right. Uh, it, it, it's that short and it follows um, the basic structure of a Greco Roman letter with a greeting in verses one through three, a body in four through 11 and then a conclusion in 12 to 13. And um, he has this kind of like hortatory or exhort exhortation discourse. Right. And meaning uh, his goal is to move readers to action. Right. He doesn't for how, uh, uh, you know, much he focuses on remaining and believing and all this kind of stuff. He, he really does want his um, uh, uh, the believers he's writing to to actually live in light of what they believe. Right. And again, we always I think we, we, we do well. Right. To think obviously hard about what we believe. Right. Careful about what we believe, but also hard about how we can creatively apply what we believe in light of our current context. Uh, where we are in the world with our time, talent, and treasure. He told his children to walk in the truth, obey God's commands, love one another, and guard the teachings of Jesus Christ, right? And they would not be deceived <clears throat> by the Antichrist. And he says, this is love that we walk according to his commands. This is the command you has, uh, as you have heard it from the beginning, that you walk in love. And um, again, uh, we, we've, we've talked about the evidence, uh, the, 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 the kind of relationship we have uh, with a love for God and our obedience, right? The, the relationship between those two things, right? And this is an, uh, theologians and, and our scholars have called it an evidence inference relationship, meaning, uh, the evidence, right. Of our love for God can be inferred and understood and seen by our obedience to God. Right. He says this in verse seven, many deceivers have gone out into the world, right? They do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you don't lose what we have worked for, but that you may receive a full reward. Very similar to what we saw in first John. The folks out here are, again, not only uh, denying Jesus's full divinity, but also denying his humanity. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. And we, we, we said, uh, yeah, like Jesus is this fully human and perfect human so that he could be the ultimate sacrifice for humans. Right. And I think it's important to remember, again, the kind of like long, uh, uh, you know, structural context of the scriptures. Right. The covenants and how God had made promises to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Moses and Israel that a Messiah would come from his line. Right. And usher in the kingdom. And John is saying, like, no, no, no if Jesus wasn't human, like all that falls apart. Right. If Christ wasn't a man, he couldn't come from any of these folks. Right. Line and thus bring God's world into blessing and order uh, out of the chaos that we've fallen into. Right. And this is wildly important. Right. And the gospel falls apart if we if we don't believe this. But also, I think we can uh, tend to. um yeah, like like not understand the implications of the faith. Right. If we don't remember that Jesus was an actual human. Right. And that we can imitate him and that he has been through and understands every single thing we've been through. Right. And so uh, he doesn't just um, understand what it understands, what it means to be God, but it also what it means to be man. Right. And he says we are to watch ourselves. Right. Watch ourselves. Watch ourselves. Because all of us can be led astray. This is why right doctrine is important. Theology. Right. What we believe about God. But also. Um, I think 
obeying God, right? Like there's a, there's a sense, I think, that John theologically wants to get at and say, hey, like there is a sense in which we come to know God the more we actually obey God, right? Like there's there's a sense that in which you, you, you in, in, in Psalm, the Psalms talk about this some, um, where you, where you know him on a different level and you understand what he's trying to tell you when you actually do what he tells you to do. <laughs> and it's so funny, like how those have that kind of dynamic relationship, right? You go to what he says and you do what he says and right, and, and they inform kind of one another. And he moves though, uh, chapter nine, verse nine, verse nine, not chapter nine. Anyone who does not uh, remain in Christ's teaching, but goes beyond it does not have God. Very interesting because uh, we, we tend to think that heresy, right? can be found, right? So heresy is just false teaching that uh, doesn't conform to orthodox doctrine about God and Jesus Christ. Um, heresy, we think, uh, can just be found in kind of deficit, right? Like not saying enough, not confessing all of what God it calls us to uh, about himself and his son. But I think John says there's an equal and opposite error, error right? It's excess, right? Saying too much, adding teaching to God's complete and sufficient self-revelation laid out in scripture. Right. And we have to remember that we have to to walk this kind of tightrope. Right. Like where we don't take away, but where we don't add to it. Right. And we, and we read the prophets uh, uh, and read Revelation like the scriptures widely attest to this. Like, no, no, no. Like, do not take away from it. <laughs> do and, and do not add to that bad boy. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, man, we always are tempted to fall off one side uh, or the other. If anyone, verse 10, he finishes out. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching. Do not receive him into your home and do not greet him for the one who greets him shares in his evil works. John when playing. He's like, if folks pull up saying all kind of weird stuff about Jesus, don't let them in a crib. And uh, scholars have argued like what he probably means is that they aren't to let them into the house of the church, meaning not that you can't come to. And again, first century, first century churches are very much different from 21st century churches. Hold the concept, hold another uh, uh, podcast. Uh, but, but but what they say is like, no, 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 like. I think a contemporary application is like, no, 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 like if a cat is saying wild stuff about Jesus, like he, we need to like do a lot before he, you know, it tries to become a member, right? Because again, this stuff spreads like gangrene and can lead people to depart from the faith. And so John is trying to protect the community. And as believers, we all have a collective responsibility, obviously as elders and pastors and leaders and teachers, but uh, uh, those who are just a part of the body, right? And all of us uh, are indispensable to the body. Paul will say in other places, right? Um, we have to uh, be careful about what we're saying, believing, and how we're living uh, uh, as it relates to the person and work of Jesus Christ. A.W. Tozer says that uh, what we uh, think about, uh, um, the first thing that comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And uh, man, I remember hearing that years ago. It was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. But like the more I think about it and uh, the more I look at scripture, I find that to be um, amazingly true, right? The most important thing about us is what we believe, right? About the most important person to ever live. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would help us to believe beautiful, good, and true things about you. God, we know we can only grow up into our vision of you. So help us to have a beautiful, holy, uh, well-rounded, balanced, nuanced, thoughtful, sophisticated vision of you. And we know that you've revealed this vision of you um, in your scriptures, in the vision of your son. And I pray, Lord, that our heart's desire, above all those, 